In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some of you may remember the old country western singer, Hank Williams Sr. Well, I don't remember him, but I like to listen to him from time to time, especially if I happen to be feeling a little blue or even downright down and out. Actually, he wrote quite a few gospel songs because apparently, back in the 1940s, you could be both wildly popular and a regular guy who believes in God. Anyway, as I was preparing for my homily today, one of these gospel songs kept going through my head. It's called Calling You, and the lyrics are very simple. When you've strayed from the fold and there's trouble in your soul, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? When your soul is lost in sin and you're at your journey's end, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? He will take you by the hand, lead you to that promised land. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? As you journey day by day and temptation comes your way, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? When your soul is burdened down and your friends cannot be found, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? If you'll follow him each day, he will brighten up your way. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? We Catholics can be a little uncomfortable with this sort of thing. It's a little too personal or emotional. It almost seems a little self-important. All this talk about me and Jesus. After all, Jesus isn't my buddy or my pal or my co-pilot. He's God, the maker of heaven and earth, of all things seen and unseen. And I am just an insignificant person who belongs to this huge thing called the church. Now, there's something good about this attitude. It's one of the glories of being a Catholic. I'm not knocking it. To be part of something much bigger than ourselves. To get lost in the crowd. To slip into the back of a church, any church, and not to be asked any questions. And yet, if this sense of God's greatness and our own littleness, which is right and fitting and proper, if this leads us to think that God doesn't really care, if this leads us to think that he doesn't care about you and me and every other poor sinner on this planet, then quite simply, we have denied the faith. Because it was precisely in order to save ordinary duffers like you and me, the Son of God became one of us and died on the cross. Do you think Simon and Andrew, or James and John in today's gospel, ordinary fishermen that they were, do you think they expected Jesus to take any interest in them? Do you think the tax collectors and prostitutes 
or the woman caught in adultery, or the Samaritan woman at the well, or blind Bartimaeus? Do you think they expected to be noticed and loved by Jesus? Much less to follow him, to become his disciples. No, of course they didn't expect it. But that's how our God is. He loves us, not because we are good, but because he is. He makes much of us who are so little. Well, this is both humbling and elevating, right? It humbles us because that means that we can't earn God's love, that we're not so special that God has an obligation to love us. But it's also elevating. It's freeing because that means we don't have to earn God's love. So if the call to discipleship that we hear in today's readings, the call to repent and believe in the gospel, to leave our nets and follow Jesus, if all of this sounds intimidating or above us, let's remember that it's not really about what we have to offer God, but rather about what God has to offer us. Discipleship, following Jesus, is really at its core a very simple thing. It is simply letting God love us. Let yourself be loved by God, and you will be his disciple. But of course we know that simple things are not always easy. And it turns out that letting ourselves be loved by God is not always easy, especially for us creatures wounded by sin who find it so difficult even to love ourselves. That's what certain Protestants don't get. They talk about accepting Jesus as if doing so were a mere matter of words, as if doing so were not the beginning and cause of a transformation that ends only in our becoming like God himself and in seeing him face to face. True, God loves us just the way we are, but he also loves us too much to leave us the way we are. And what does this transformation, this letting God love us, this discipleship look like? What does it involve? In order to respond to God's call, do you have to do something crazy, like quit your job as Simon and Andrew did and become wandering preachers? Do you have to do something crazy, like become a Dominican friar or a Benedictine monk or a priest, or a nun, or a sister? No, you don't, although I certainly recommend it for those of you who are so inclined. 
No. The essential thing about being a disciple, about letting yourself be loved by Christ, is simply to spend time with him. In the Gospel of Mark, we're told that Jesus called the twelve to be with him. He didn't call the twelve to do something. He called the twelve to be with him. That's what Mark tells us. For us, being with Jesus means prayer. Talking to God, and more especially listening to him, is the mark of a disciple. St. Teresa of Avila said, There is only one path that leads to God, and that is prayer. If anyone shows you another, you are being deceived. One path to God, prayer. Of course, this doesn't mean we all have to become mystics. But it does mean that if we don't pray, we're not really Christians. We don't really know Christ. And prayer should not intimidate us. Prayer, in its most basic form, is as easy as a child talking to his mom or dad. What child would go through the day without telling his mom or dad what was on his mind, what he was worried about, what his hopes or desires were? That's what discipleship is, becoming a child of God. Have you ever noticed how children... Don't worry about a lot of things. They tend to be pretty happy, or if they're sad, it passes quickly. Why? Because they trust their mom and their dad. That's exactly what Jesus is inviting us into, his relationship with his father. To trust like a little child. So being a disciple involves unlearning a little bit of our adulthood. We in the modern world, we prize autonomy, independence, freedom so much. But isn't this autonomy really a great burden? Making ourselves God puts a lot of responsibility on our shoulders. If we just let God be God, if we recognize him as God in our daily life, what anxiety we are relieved of. The really successful, autonomous people in this world Don't they often look rather glum and apathetic? This adulthood that we carry around, it's so... It strangles us. These images of success that we have foisted upon us. These strange identities. Psychological burdens. Lifetime goals. 
that are killing us with exhaustion and frustration. Why not become a little more like a child? A child recognizes his mom's voice, his dad's voice. He follows his mom or dad instinctually, habitually. That's what a disciple does, follows God instinctually, habitually. And this can be done whatever state of life we're in. It doesn't have to disrupt our ordinary activities. Rather, it enhances them, helps us get through the day. So let's recognize our Father's voice. Let's recognize he's calling you. He's calling each of us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.